So yeah, how are my jellicles doing today? How are how are my jellically jellical jelly double uh bellical ineffable jellical besties this morning or afternoon, I guess. <laughs> I, I'm so jellical. I, I can't even describe how jellical I am because Oh my gosh. Well, and the reason why is because they, they, they say jellical, I think, about five hundred times and they never say what the fuck jellical means. Yeah. <laughs> and like the whole time I had I finally in that first number had to turn the subtitles on because I thought they were saying genital. And I was like <laughs> And they have a notable, you know, a noticeable absence of genitals. Yeah, I was very, very confused. Yeah, a, a no. Okay, all right. So <laughs> let's, let's start from the top, or like Ooh. some sort of order, despite this movie having absolutely none. Um, yeah, how come we're gonna have more of a plot than this movie does? <laughs> uh, because it's based on a play that has no plot. Yeah, um, I just want to say, like, um, so you can all blame Colin for this. We're yeah, blaming you Colin. really can. And I just want to know, like, was your child, like, within a five-mile radius of you watching this movie? And if so, I think I might need to call CPS. I think, I think I might need to call the authorities. Like, if you have even, like, if your child was in, like, within hearing vicinity, within, like, the vicinity of the electromagnetic waves that were, like, coming off of the television that, like, this movie was showing on, I feel like I, I don't, I, I feel like that's child endangerment. Like, I like um your bad parent if that's something that i know you're well, new at this but <laughs> well, you, you can go ahead and call them because the, the reason i ended up watching this was i was up in the middle of the night feeding him and i was like well they're doing this on how this get made i might as well check it out and good god once it starts you just can't get away from it <laughs> oh or you can i kind of had to watch this movie over the course of about 20 hours i yeah. could only yes. handle it in small pieces yeah i definitely like took like a long break like in between like like it was 50 minutes in and i was like honestly after the first scene i was like how is this movie still going like I, yes. I, after, within the like first 10 minutes of the movie i was like how is this going to sustain any sort of plot uh, but thankfully for me, it doesn't. It doesn't make any attempt to whatsoever have any plot other than saying the word jellical like so many times. <laughs> <laughs> A word which already means nothing, but then like you say it over and over again and it's just like this like black hole of like <sighs> understanding and comprehension that just like sucks in everything else around it. Like there's like no, like light cannot escape the like cognitive dissonance and lack of like plot and actual story in this movie i just just craig i completely agree i was actually thinking of the word black hole which i wrote down on this because it just sucks joy life logical sense musical sense so so i want to go back to this being colin's fault so colin you brought this to us and i think out of the out of all three of us i won't, maybe i won't speak for you craig but i think you have the highest tolerance for musical theater out of the three of us in general that might be true I, yeah i i yeah i oh god uh, I took like a few musical theater classes, you know, I have a vocal performance, a degree in vocal performance and 
while that covered a large range of different, you know, styles and genres, there's definitely a good chunk of like musical theater. And uh, even before this movie, um, and definitely after watching this movie, like I fucking hate you, Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like I despise <laughs> your very existence. Like I am like disturbed that like this is something that came out of the mind of a human being in any form at all. <laughs> well, well, where this kind of came from for me was like an attempt to understand the popularity of cats. Because uh, uh, even before this movie, I, like I was aware of the stage play. I, I had not ever like actually seen it, but I was I did know that Cats, up until Hamilton, was the longest running, most successful musical in Broadway history. Like the most successful musical ever yeah. was Cats. Yeah, I, and, I feel like it, uh, God, it has to be like a matter of like spectacle or novelty. It, it <laughs> must be because. The, the plot consists of, the, the, there is no plot, but I mean, what the plot is, is that once a year, the Jellicle cats, don't ask me what a Jellicle cat is, they're not going to tell you. Yeah. They're just going to say <laughs> Jellicle 500 times. But the Jellicle cats get together to hold the Jellicle ball, yep. where one cat gets chosen to be reincarnated. And there's this bad guy cat named uh, McCavity, McCavity. <laughs> who is using his uh, superpowers, question mark, to disappear <laughs> all of his competition so that he will be the only choice available for reincarnation. And, and that's what it is. But to effect, all this is is that like one actor comes on stage and they go, I am this cat. This <laughs> is the cat I am. I am this cat. This is the cat I am. They're this cat. This is the cat they are. And then that actor leaves. <laughs> that character is never seen again. Another actor comes on stage. I'm this cat. This is the cat I am. They're that cat. That is the cat they are. And that actor leaves the stage. That character is never seen again. And this goes on for two hours. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what happened here. <laughs> that, yeah. I, how were you able to summarize? You actually provided a logic for something that is so illogical. It's like it's like each little each cat has like their own little trailer within this movie. Like it's like I thought that um, you know Suicide Squad was like a series of character trailers that was loosely connected by a plot, and this is like wow like if i thought that there was like a thin thread of like you know connective tissue in the suicide squad i don't understand how this movie like held itself together in any sense of the word like <laughs> no it was totally baffling and uh i also stopped at around the 50 minute mark five zero minute mark because i was like i really I'm struggling to understand what's happening. So I went and read the Wikipedia plot summary and couldn't <laughs> figure out, well, has that part happened yet? I can't tell. Like I actually was like, well, I know this like chandelier idea hasn't happened yet, but other than that, I can't tell. I don't know who any of these people are. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Um, and yeah, when like you said something about like a disturbing lack of genitals and like, it's weird. Like, I, I feel like, it, you know, there's like, the the rumored you know butthole cut of this movie and honestly i think that somehow that would have made this like less like <laughs> disconcerting yes because <laughs> there's like especially like in the moment where it's like um 
Rebel Wilson is like playing a cat who's like their entire thing is like they're fat and they're a cat. Cool, like that's that's their thing. They're they're a fat cat, and then until the fatter cat of James Corden comes along, but like Rebel <laughs> Wilson is like as the cat is like literally like spreading her legs, like putting her head between her legs, like patting her like non-existent like pussy vagina like (laughs) and it's just like what is happening here why why are we so aggressively like like directing the action of this piece to the genitals that do not exist that don't exist (laughs) that aren't there yeah the cats noticeably have breasts they don't have nipples yeah they should have six nipples there are no nipples there are there are no nipples there are like pronounced noticeable breasts with no nipples instead of having like the six nipples that they have and yes there there is no genitalia and and okay so they they don't have they can't excrete waste and they cannot reproduce is what i've learned from this maybe that's what a jellical cat is do you want these cats to reproduce yeah Yeah. no more jellical cats in the world no more opens with like the main i guess main character cat oh god who's the main character in this movie, uh, being, like, thrown in a sack, like, on the streets of, like, you know, 1842 London or some shit. And it's, like, that's how the movie opens with, like, this cat being, like, thrown. And it's, like, yeah, someone saw this, like, jellical cat, and they were, like, oh, get this fucking nightmare fuel out of my home (laughs) and fucking threw it on the street. Yeah, that like, why are some of them clothed and some of them are naked? Like, and then yeah, Rebel Wilson is like her her first suit that looks like a naked cat is a is a suit that she's wearing as a a body suit that she's wearing over a suit that is oh god. She's then able to remove in order to slip out of her chains when McCavity is holding her on a boat on the River Thames somehow using. These giant chains that, I, I mean, that's just one <laughs> thing to begin with how fucked up scale is in this movie. Oh yes. my God. Um, but <laughs> but so, she's able to slip out of the suit that she's wearing and she still has like a cat suit underneath that suit in order to, it's just, this. I, I do want to apologize for subjecting you to this movie, but <laughs> it, you know, for such a dumpster fire of a year, I think we have to end with a dumpster fire of a movie. I, so. The only yes. way that we could have ended 2020. Like. Yes, <laughs> it came out a year ago, and it's kind of like this whole year of 2020 didn't exist, or did exist far too much. Um, I, I have a, So she's like a cat wearing another cat. Uh, like uh, Judy Dench's costume, she really looks like she's a cat wearing a secondary cat, like thrown <laughs> over her shoulders, right? Like that's why I have my shawl on in honor, in memory, a- in honor of that. <laughs> she's a cat wearing a fur coat. Yeah, I mean, you know, cats. What are, kind of fur is that? Is it cat fur? <laughs> Did they skin sl- another yeah, cat? She, yeah, she slayed one of her enemies. Like that was like the previous. Jellical choice chooser person, <laughs> and she just killed that bitch and was like, "Mine." I'm wearing you as my. <laughs> I actually, when I one of the many times I stopped the movie to go do something else for a little bit, um, I went to watch like. Cause I, have I, have either of you seen the 
Broadway show? I have not seen it. No. I've seen clips from the Broadway show. I've never, like, yeah. sat down to watch the Broadway show. Yeah, because I, I went and watched some clips <laughs> to just be like, is the Broadway show this bonkers? And the answer is no, right, in terms of the costuming. The costuming in the Broadway show is super stylized and kind of exaggerated and, like, hints at a cap, but is also clearly still, like, spandex with some fur, like, collars <laughs> and stuff. Whereas this, the skin fur CGI woof like no no i appreciate that as an idea that you then test and you see that it does not work and you move to another idea right that's part of that crazy uncanny valley that's going on in this movie is not just the ears and the tails but it's like this gross cgi fur all over their bodies and then that is meshed into like physical fur and not meshed very well and yeah, and their faces are just like so disturbing. It's it's gross. <laughs> it's gross. Yeah, because so like it, I, by just looking at the you know one Broadway show clip I looked at, it's not disturbing. It's not uncanny. It's kind of fun, and it's kind of campy and kitschy. Where this movie is the is, I, I, I don't even think it's unintentional camp, right? Like it's right. it's trying really hard to be earnest, and. And and missing. Oh, big time! <laughs> like, big time. So, so Colin, so you found this in the middle of the night. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and then and you I, just <laughs> I, I was I was mostly halfway watching it when I was watching it the first time, but I just had to. I needed to talk to somebody about this because <laughs> it, it's. I think you should talk to a therapist. Yes. Talk to a therapist. That should be who you went to instead of burdening us with this, like (laughs) burning this into our minds forever. (laughs) But I, I will say that within like how horrible everything is, like the the uncanny valley of this all, the like how terrible most of the songs are, like the fact that there's no plot. The one shining gem that comes out of this movie is Jennifer Hudson, I think. Cause, oh, like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, there, there have been a lot of renditions of Memory. Memory is the only good song in this entire play. But Jennifer Hudson crushes Memory so hard that, I, I mean, it, it almost makes up for having to sit through the rest of the movie. <laughs> does almost. it? Does it? <laughs> well, that's, like, the funny thing about, like, I feel like Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, always has, like, just one really phenomenal song in like all of his plays and then the rest of it is just kind of nonsense it's it's, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> and then there's like yeah this one like set piece of a song where you feel like he probably started there and then just retroactively like retrofitted everything else in the show around this one piece <laughs> and this and yeah memory is definitely the one in this one they definitely couldn't have chosen anyone better than like Jennifer Hudson to do this. Um, but yeah, the songs themselves are just like, I was watching this and I'm like, kept having to remind myself like, yeah, these are not like original songs for this movie. These are songs that have been like, again, performed as a part of this like longest running, most successful Broadway play of all time. And, and the lyrics are just like ineffable, effable, 
and then the Nefaneth Nefable. Like, it's just like... <laughs> it's either that or it's just saying the name of the cat over and over again. Yeah. Skidamaru, it, it, the railway the cat. Skidamaru. <laughs> Rum-tum-tugger is a rum-tum-tugger. Like... <laughs> And yeah, yeah, and like, Angelical. Did you do anything <laughs> besides cocaine when you were writing this? Like, I don't think Andrew Lloyd Webber, like, stopped for meals or, or water or anything. I think it was just cocaine and piano for the entire time that he was writing this musical. And that, like, y'all will know, but I think that it's not diction, but in singing where you have to focus on enunciating the words, right? Like, of making it them like legible and hearable to the audience like they cannot do that so many of these people i'm like i, I had to put on the subtitles even with the subtitles i wasn't right. quite sure what they were saying <laughs> you know like i'm just giving up i'm giving up other than jennifer hudson she was good but what in the hell were sir ian mccallan and dame judy dench <laughs> doing dench. in this I mean, movie and that's but, yeah that's like i feel like where the just another one of the moments of this movie just completely being at odds with itself of having, yeah, like Rebel Wilson, Jennifer Hudson, uh, <laughs> Jason Derulo, Judy Dench, uh, Ian McKellen, like all in the same James Corden like, and Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Idris Elba. And Idris Elba. Yeah. Like there's... <laughs> I, I wonder if there's like some secret like Hollywood mafia that is like you're gonna be in cats. Like you, you can't say no to being in cats. Like you're going to be in cats no matter like what kind of status or like celebrity you have or, or like, abilities how great of an actor you are. Right. Yeah, so or you, singing abilities. Judy, uh, I'm looking at like, you, Judy Dench and Ian McKellen, <laughs> speak singing your way through this thing. <laughs> I mean, even like Jason Derulo, who is like a career has a career as a singer, like the songs that he sings in this are not good for his voice at all. Like they, they just don't fit like his, his type of like singing, his timbre, his, like the way that he sings just doesn't fit with this like, like old school musical style at all. And so everyone again comes off looking horrible except for Jennifer Hudson because she has the fucking range. <laughs> like mm -hmm. she can do like, you know, she can like do that like literally like in terms of like the actual keys that she can sing and also the different styles that she can sing are just like okay great jennifer hudson wonderful everyone else what are we doing here yeah that could have been a four minute movie and i would have been happy right like just make it a music video of her singing that song really well and that could but, have been it put her in like the broadway like makeup and costuming. Don't do this right. like this <laughs> CGI Valley uncanny nightmare that like <laughs> Yeah, and going back to your comment about scale Colin, like this scale, it's both photorealistic but then off because they're supposed to, you know, everything is oversized so that we're at cat scale, which is weird. But again, it's humans standing on two legs and occasionally yeah. crawling, right? So the scale is weird. The lighting is super theatrical. Like there's that one scene where the main character cat, Wait, the one that gets dumped off. Oh, the, the, the one who we're following through all of this is, is Cassandra. Is it Victoria? Cassandra. Uh -oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. You know what? I, I think thought... they say her name like once. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in a movie that's all introductions, we have no introduction to the character who we're following through the entire movie. 
And I thought that was Taylor Swift until Taylor Swift came on. And I was like, oh, maybe that's not Taylor Swift. <laughs> no, I had the same moment, too. I was like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Is that not Taylor Swift? Oopsie. Uh, sorry, I was getting to a point here, but it's kind of gone now. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, the, oh, sorry. The, like, kind of crazy theatrical lighting. So some of like like half the movie is photorealistic with you know people and it's supposed to look like real fur even though it's CGI on Candy Valley and then but the chains are too big and the sets are overscale and the lighting's weird it's like this hodgepodge of like nine different techniques none of which work together. Uh, yeah, there's... if it, if you if it, I could see if this were like animated or I could almost see the kind of suspension of disbelief in a theatrical environment it could work but as a movie that's playing for photorealism it falls apart within like the fifth shot of the movie you're like <laughs> where are we and it and i don't want to be here <laughs> yeah and there's like again like for the scale specifically there's like a moment where uh you know one of the characters has like it's like a wedding ring on her arm like wearing it like as like a bracelet that's like giant and like oversized on her arm which is like would be like the a cat's arm being like the size of someone's ring finger like <laughs> and then and then they're like on the railroad tracks and they look like tiny they look, they look, they look yeah <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. any sense and their whiskers it's because that scale is constantly shifting. So, like, they'll have one scene where the cat is, like, this tall against, like, some chains, or, or like you said, with the wedding ring. Then, like, they'll have another shot where the cat is, like, the size of a birthday cake, or, like, the size, like, or the cockroaches come in, and the cockroaches are about, like, a few inches tall compared to the cat. Like, how big are those cockroaches supposed to be? Like, <laughs> the scale never is consistent. It, it's always moving. It's always changing. Yeah, and not and that could be really, really, really fun and really, really interesting. But th it's not because I don't think it's intentional, right? Yeah. Or it's not intentional enough to become an interesting thing. It's just lazy and poorly done. Ah, speaking of scale, the whiskers. The whole point of cats having whiskers is that's how they test what they they actually aren't fur. They have sensors or you know whatever. I won't go into it. But they use whiskers to like test to see if their body can fit through something. So cat's whiskers are always as wide as the cat is, right? And if a cat gets like fatter or thinner, the whiskers actually change in size, right? Um, so I don't know what those whiskers were doing, but they were very, very <laughs> unnerving and confusing and not consistent across all the cats. That's the other, again, a lack of consistency in the world, in the costuming. Why were some of them wearing clothes, human clothes? And a top hat. Yeah, some of them, have, like, some of them have shoes. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah, the and shoes. Some of them have jobs. Like, <laughs> the, there's the one cat who runs the railway or something. And then there's like other cats who are burglars. And then there's other cats who, like, they're just a cat. Uh, it, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> and all of this is just to the point of we need to be able to introduce all these cats. We need to have a song for each one where they talk about what kind of cat they are. I just don't understand how this could be so popular for so long. Like the longest running show in Broadway history. So I, that's why I it would be so, I wish I, well, no, I take that back. It would have been helpful to have seen the Broadway show and then seen the movie and or, you know, be, see them next to each other because in a Broadway show, you can kind of get away with the 
radical tonal shifts in this movie, you know, where it'll be like, and I'm the happy cat. And then it's like, and then I'm the sad cat. And these like radical jumps in tone and style. You can kind of do that on stage. It's like a scenic change, right? We've moved to a whole new space. But again, in this kind of photorealistic movie world, it just does not work. Yeah, it, in the movie, it seems like it takes place like all within like a one block radius of <laughs> this. The one <laughs> set they built. <laughs> like place, yeah, where you're just like, okay. It, it <laughs> I guess does and it doesn't because there's also uh, the boat that McCavity oh, is right. using his oh, magical right. powers. And, and, and we never define what McCavity's powers are, why he has powers that no one else does. Does he lose his powers? At well, the I guess Mister. I guess the what Mister. Mistopheles like gets power or like has powers and like was afraid to use them and then uses them at like to get the other people off he, of yes, the he, boat. He does use somehow. He, he uses his magic to get Old Deuteronomy back, but he can't get any of the other cats back. The other cats um, break free from that boat on the Thames by themselves. Yeah, which I'm like, uh. I would think as a cat, like, <laughs> you would realize that other cats are notoriously known for getting out of, like, like being able to squeeze themselves through small Yes! <laughs> so, like, maybe, like, chaining one to the side of a, like, to, like, a, a mast of a ship, like, isn't going to work. But, you know, again, what, what does make sense in this movie? <laughs> yeah. Oof. I, I'm going to go back to... Uh, the creepiness here about the summer clothes, summer naked, none of them have genitals thing, that there's like at least two jokes about a cat falling on its nuts and being like, oh, oh yeah. right? Oh, and it's like, I forgot about that. yeah, like, I, what? I, it's, it's even more like, the words I wrote down actually were vulgar and obscene. Like, this movie <laughs> should have gotten an X rating. <laughs> like, it's obscene. You know me, I love smut. This is not smut. <laughs> A fat shaming kind of, even if it's not explicitly a joke, there's some kind of fat shaming going on in this. Oh yeah, like, both of like the fat cats are just like always like the butt end of a joke. The bumbling idiots or whatever. Yeah, yeah just. Uh, or or uh, James Corden's whole introduction is about how fat he is. Like that—that's the entire song. Yeah. That, like he's a fat cat. And yep. there's actually that's the same thing with Rebel Wilson. Like both of yeah, them, both of their whole introduction like, songs are I'm just fat, about other cats. I'm a cat. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, that's my personality and my sense of self is what? <laughs> it's what defines me because they're like, the reason they're doing all these introductions and saying who they are is because they're they're doing their pitch for why they should be reincarnated. Right. So I should be reincarnated because I'm fat? Like that's the entire definition of who I am? No, that's like but, literally like what they, what uh, Rebel Wilson says about James Corden's character is that like, he wants to come back as a skinny cat so he can get fat again. Like, <laughs> 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 this, it was, and, okay, sorry, I have a question here. Is this some sort of, because I, I, I was watching it in segments because I was having a hard time getting through it. Um, is this supposed to be some sort of religious allegory of some sort? Because the ending has a distinctly kind of pseudo-religious feeling to it it would track with andrew lloyd weber for it to be like that because he also did joseph and the amazing technicolor dreamcoat oh, and right. jesus christ superstar right uh but 
I mean, if it, it is, this one's a lot more subtle than the other two. Yeah, I and mean, it's not, subtle like... or muddled, or just <laughs> yeah, I, subtle is the wrong word. It, it, if it is, this is a lot more um, flat and like poorly executed than the yeah. other. Two. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it feels like yeah, there, it's like uh, you know, kitty heaven, because like the whole thing is like the cat is dying. Whatever cat is is chosen is going to die. Like that's you know, based on you know every major you know uh conception of what reincarnation means it means that you you know die and come back as something else so Gris grisabella griselda yeah grisabella yeah. who knows um, glamour cat is like going to die at the end of this movie like she's flying off into Death. The chandelier hot balloon. She's on a chandelier that turns chandelier. into a hot air balloon. Yeah, literally the giant chandelier in the sky. Like, it's just like... <laughs> Which yeah, I, could have been fabulous. Like, the idea of riding a chandelier into the sky into the next life could have been so fun and kitschy and campy and over the top. You know, like, I want Liberace in this movie, right? <laughs> like, that's what that would have been amazing. Instead, it's like, well, is this supposed to be religious? sort of but I don't know what it would be like you know the Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe those are clear allegories right like very very like beat for beat whereas this is like maybe there's something else going on in here but I can't tell right. why why is there direct address like when she, when Judy Dench sings into the camera for the last song why why are we suddenly breaking the fourth wall <laughs> at the very last moments of the movie <laughs> Uh, yeah. Why? No, I, I just everything I, about I this movie is confusing. <laughs> Every, no, everything about this movie is confusing, and again, because there, it, it literally, the only plot is like all of these cats want to go to the Jellicle Ball and be chosen to be reincarnated, and so there's like nothing else like to fill that out in this movie other than them like yeah, saying a cat's name and like what area of the city it lives in or like you know like what it does like on the railroad <laughs> and so that's like the only any attempt at like character characterization of any of these cats other than but, just the, the, their desire to die but also because none of these cats aside from coming in and doing an introductory song like saying who they are and what their deal is they don't have anything else to do. There are no interactions between yeah. these characters. No. There's nothing else that's happening. It, it's just a series of introductions, and that's it. So, and, and, like, and, uh, and if it was, like, just auditions, right, I would be fine with that. It's like, next cat up, let's watch the audition. Yeah, if it was a chorus line. Yes. Which is also a bad movie and not that great of a play, but at least that play, there's some resonance to those characters. There's stakes, like, we understand what's happening. But... This it, it is like a series of auditions, but to no end. Yeah. And what is Idris Elba doing in this movie? <laughs> I, I think if you're English, you just have to do it. I, I think if you're English <laughs> and Andrew Lloyd Webber comes calling, right. you just you have to you just have you, to say yes. It's it's for Queen and Country, you have to <laughs> say yes. Oh, what was that old uh Pot of Tompkins bit? The great under the great 
Ah, uh, God, the great like undiscovered project. Uh, oh yes, the great undiscovered project. Yes. <laughs> That's like all about like Andrew Lloyd Webber like trying to like recruit all of these different celebrities for his show, and it's oh my God, this is like. That's the, exactly what this reminds me of, of, like, how you get these names in a movie like this. It's just like, Angela Lloyd Webber calls, and so, like, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> that, that's just what you got to do if you're British. Like, when Angela Lloyd Webber calls, you have to answer. <laughs> and I think that, like, for a lot of people, um, it's one of those things where, where you feel like, oh yeah, this thing is really successful and maybe I'm like not like fully getting it, but you know, I trust like the director to, uh, you know, make something out of this because, you know, it's this huge thing. And so how could like all of these people have been so wrong for so long, you know? <laughs> so it's like you get the call for like something like Cats and you're like, okay, maybe you, like, read the script or you don't even read the script. You just say, oh, yeah, I'm in because this is, you know, like you're mm -hmm. saying, the most successful, longest-running uh, play on Broadway, for, like, until very recently for, like, decades. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get in on this. And then you, like, read it and you're like, okay, maybe... Maybe I just don't get it. Maybe maybe it's just me. Maybe maybe I just don't fully understand what's going on here. But I'm just gonna go with it. I'm just gonna I'm go. I'm just with gonna it. go with it. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like, like <laughs> I really should have fought for costume approval in my <laughs> in my contract, right? <laughs> like, because that's not honestly what like the press tour sounded like with a lot of people that were like trying to like reconcile within themselves like the piece of shit that they were just involved in it was a lot it, it, that's like when, the, when i remember when this movie came out there were a lot of people who were like you know they were talking about like you know the the technology of it all and just how like how like groundbreaking this technology was and like this is like you know we like really just wanted to embody like you know the the movements the mannerisms of like the cat and it was like all of these people that were just like I don't think they knew any, I had any idea like what they were doing in terms of like what this movie was about, but they're just like, yeah, we, we, we're going to stick to these three talking, talking points, points. And we're yep. going to say them over and over again until we believe that this is something that we didn't completely waste our time on. <laughs> there might be something else to this movie that, that we all saw it in, in the wrong context of like watching it alone in our living rooms. Because right. <laughs> uh, I had heard when this movie was in theaters, like when it first came out, I had heard about these like rowdy, like Rocky Horror Picture Show style screenings where like people were like standing, like dancing in the aisles and like shouting at the screen and like having sing-alongs and stuff. And it, I think if you saw it in that context, like if you saw it in a, in a room full of people who were just kind of having fun with it, maybe it would be... If tolerable not good at least tolerable yeah. yeah like it would be like you'd be there to entertain each other because you're the movie's all, not gonna do it you're all, yeah you're all having this like shared experience of being like what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah. we're all living in this fever dream together we're all seeing the same thing now right like right we're right? all seeing this happen in front of our faces like <laughs> just like that shared experience like yeah i would imagine it would just be at least like bonding that thing 
Yeah. She is just saying rum tum tugger over and over again, right? That there's yeah. nothing else yeah. about the song. All, all he's doing is saying rum tum tugger. Uh, am I missing something? No, okay. No, no, yeah. okay. Yay, rum tum tugger. Exactly. So Colin, I will I will never forgive you for this one because you know, like laying watching it alone, because Jim wouldn't watch it with me. He refused. In bed with a spinal fracture alone at the end of 2020. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, what have you done? To, what, yeah. <laughs> like, you broke entire, you broke <laughs> You broke me, Colin. <laughs> Zoom teaching was terrible enough, but watching this. <laughs> but it's nothing it. compared to watching cats. Alone with a spinal fracture. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, I, I have some other words I wrote down. So, I wrote down vulgar, obscene avoid and humiliating <laughs> those were just words that came to me while watching this it's also interesting because it's kind of really boring that's it's why so boring it's yeah so boring and that's why it's... i think you have to watch it with other people or in some big campy and or you know uh rocky horror picture show type way because it's so it drags on and on and on and you don't care about the characters and you don't care about the stakes and you, there is no plot. So it's also like the least queer musical ever, right? <laughs> so straight about it. Ugh. Yeah, I, I uh, God, what was that? I think it was uh, Last Culturistas, this other podcast, um, where they were talking about like the difference between uh, gay camp and straight camp. And it's like straight camp is just like so just like aggressive and just like so just like grating where you're just like, oh, God, please make it stop. Make it stop. Yep. <laughs> and this movie, like, yeah, like, like I said, like 50 minutes in, I was like, this, this has to be almost over, right? <laughs> and there was still like an hour left. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to pause and <laughs> do mm -hmm. something else for a little while. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how many times I paused it just to try and figure out how much time was left. And yes! every time I did, I was like, that's impossible. <laughs> there's, there's no way that there's that much time left in this movie. And every time there was. Yes, I did the exact same thing. Yikes. <laughs> I, you know what? I do feel like, you know, this will probably end up being a Rocky Horror type movie, right? In that it'll have a midnight screening at the Alamo when we all get to be back in person and stuff. And you eat some food, you drink some drinks, you, sh you shout at the screen and drink dance with each drinks. other. You drink a lot of drinks. <laughs> drink a lot of drinks. <laughs> a lot of drinks. Need <laughs> some other stuff in there for good measure, right? Um, yeah, I, I would not recommend seeing it in any context other than that. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, it's so boring. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where it's, it's definitely like, oh yeah, just go with like your rowdiest group of friends, uh, you know, get yourself like, you know, an edible and, you know, plenty of drinks. <laughs> and then like, yeah, if you, if you, if you and your friends are all like, actually like really enjoying each other's company and like really funny, then, you know, you can pull something out of this movie <laughs> to enjoy <laughs> by just shitting on it. <laughs> 
and shitting with it, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, none of the cats can shit because they don't none have buttholes. The buttholes. They don't have buttholes. <laughs> Give us the buttholes. Give like, us the cowards. buttholes. You cowards. Yeah, you cowards, release the butthole cut. We know that it exists. We know it exists. It'll be, yeah. it'll sell better than the original did <laughs> yeah i'm like can we get like the snyder cult to like you know get on this like come <laughs> on you guys like you guys got your wish now let's let's work on let's work on getting that butthole cut <laughs> i like that i like that oh, yeah oh, did you all hear that the snyder cut reportedly is like four hours long yes i will not be watching it I mean, I probably will because it's going to be on HBO and I already have it anyway. <laughs> so I'll probably end up like watching it. Like, just like, again, when I'm like, oh, let's just take an edible and like, just drink through this whole thing. Why yep. not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually excited for Wonder Woman now. Um, yes, Wonder Woman's going to be great. Should be fun. Oh, uh, yeah. Are we are we done talking about this movie? <laughs> yeah, uh, aside from the fact that um, it has a two point eight on IMDb, it deserves prob less. Probably the lowest IMDb yeah. score we've ever seen. It yeah. has a thirty-two on Metacritic. It has a twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes, a fifty-three percent Audience Tomatoes. I don't know what. That's way too other high. Who way are who are those high. half of the audience who enjoyed this? You, piece wait, of what shit? percentage did you say? 53% audience tomatoes. Mm, uh, you know what? Another, another like, uh, infamous 53%, huh? <laughs> 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 just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on a budget of $95 million, oh, this movie disgusting. cost $95 million. Do you know how many schools we could build with $95 million, how many people we could give health care to, and, and instead we made cats on a or budget. On that budget, they should be able to have uh, a working digestive system and a reproductive system <laughs> in their character design. <laughs> So, so I want to see Jellicle Pussy, all right? Give me Jellicle Pussy. I do. Where's my Jellicle Pussy? <laughs> I need to see some Jellicle Dong up in here. Like, why am I not seeing any Jellicle dick in this movie? <laughs> but off of that budget of $95 million, the opening weekend was $6 million, and the worldwide gross was $73 million. Wow. <sighs> I can't wow. believe it made that much money. Like, I'm... to me... It's kind of fascinating because it, it, it's almost interesting because it took something that's so mainstream and so beloved and like made it like illegible and like almost like an experimental avant-garde film, right? Like it took something <laughs> so mainstream and like did such a weird thing to it that it's like, it's kind of, it's a like, fact, like, a, like a failed experiment. So I kind of appreciate it for the failed experiment quality, but I never want to see this movie again. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> No. no, 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 no. No. So uh, this is a what not to watch, I assume. Yes, this as is yeah. a what not watch this. <laughs> Just straight up. Um, I have some movies to watch instead of this movie for recommendations. There if, you go. Uh, <laughs> so we, as we already mentioned, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, I would, if this is sort of what you like, maybe Barbarella or Xanadu, or um, Baz Luhrmann's The Red Curtain Trilogy, The Strictly Ballroom, Romeo and Juliet, and Moulin Rouge. Any of these would be a much more 
pleasant experience than this thing was. All right, uh, Colin, do you got some recommendations for us? Uh, yeah, I have uh, two things that are both Star Trek related. They both uh, star Tawny Newsom, who is one of my favorite performers in the world. And um, they are both on hiatus. So you can get like the whole first season of both of them all at once. Um, one is Star Trek Lower Decks on CBS All Access. It's an animated uh, comedy show set in the world of Star Trek. And it is hilarious and so perfect to Star Trek fans because you can tell that they really know their Star Trek. Yes, um, they do. Yeah, and it's, it's, sorry, even the opening sequence, like when they the ship flies up to the Borg fight, they get hit once and they just drive away. And then they fly <laughs> away. away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it. Um, and also, uh, Star Trek: The Pod Directive is a podcast with Tony Newsom and Paul F. Tompkins, um, where they just interview all sorts of people, like um, actors, celebrities, scientists, all sorts of like anybody and everybody, academics. <laughs> excuse me um about star trek and that like its impact on their lives so yeah um star trek the pod directive and star trek lower decks both of which are like the whole first seasons are out right now yay right on craig you got something for us uh so uh i haven't seen this one but i've heard really good things about it uh and i guess it fits uh especially for you know we've got any like furry fuckers out there listening uh you know they might that's that's probably what this uh this episode will bring to us which fingers crossed come on let's get that furry uh let's yep. corner that furry market <laughs> um but uh b stars is an anime that is on netflix um that i've heard good things about it's um i guess like exploring uh these like you know class and race uh, conversations within this animal world uh, where all the these anthropomorphized animals um, so from what I've heard it's like you know it sounds like it could be like potentially like an anime kind of uh, what's the what's that show uh, Bojack Horseman like type mm. of. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but again I haven't seen that I've just heard good things about it from you know some people who's animated opinions i'm like okay we've got some we've got some taste so um that might be a potential one for people who are interested in you know anthropomorphic animals that um aren't completely terrifying um <laughs> uh also i just finished uh the mandalorian last night um, oh i just finished watched... it this week too oh my god no i haven't seen the last I, no, no, i'm not saying i'm not gonna say anything i'm not gonna spoil anything but i would just say like yeah um Wow, like, oh, yeah. God, like, Star Wars, like, can can this just be Star Wars going forward? <laughs> like, Seriously. This, like, this is, like, what I love, like, like, I, I've never, like, I wasn't really into Star Wars growing up. I never really, like, was exposed to, you know, the original movies. Um, and then I watched, you know, the, the prequel trilogy, you know, as they were coming out as a kid and was kind of like, oh, yeah, this is, I wasn't like super you know crazy about it like uh you know a lot of people that have like the nostalgia so um I've always been kind of lukewarm <laughs> like, uh, the inside of a tauntaun. Boo, like the inside boo, of a tauntaun I've been lukewarm boo, boo, boo. <laughs> on the <laughs> on this series uh but uh the Mandalorian is like probably like the most excited I've 
bit about Star Wars stuff uh, like ever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's really good. It's um, like every week I'm thinking, why aren't the movies this good? Like right, every yes. time a new Star Wars movie comes out, it's not as good as The Mandalorian. Right, yeah. and the final season of Clone Wars is actually really good too. Um, I've watched like, and that's the funny part is like I probably like I've watched like all of the Star Wars things. Um, I think except for like you know those Ewok movies, but um, I've seen those. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I, you know I, I've seen like Clone Wars. I watched Rebels, um, and yeah, both of those like are really good stories too. Especially the last season of Clone Wars. Um, I'm just like, how can we never? get this channeled into no like actual like movies but um hopefully like i would love if star wars was just like limited series going forward like if they were just doing limited series of things like of expanded yeah. universe type stuff like i would be perfectly fine with that um yeah. but i think what the mandalorian does so well is that it takes the two big inspirations for star wars which is like um uh, or a couple of things, you know, the weekly serial of like Flash Gordon plus samurai movies plus spaghetti westerns. And right. The Mandalorian does all three of them very well together. And it's like, ah, oh, a return to uh, what inspired Star Wars in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I and, and, the, and the lack of Emperor Palpatine. It's oh, also, <laughs> also such a big boom. Like, no Emperor Palpatine in it at all. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. But yeah, Giancarlo Esposito. Like, oh my God. Anytime, anytime he, like, he shows up in a series, like he's about to fuck your main character up. Like he's about to fuck some shit up. <laughs> yep. I don't know anything about the last episode. Don't say anything. Well, no, this is just like, you know, we, you've seen just him general. so far. Yes. So, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'll recommend those things. Um, let's see. It's been a little while, so let me see if I remember all of the things of <laughs> ending this show. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, you can find us online. We are on Twitter and Instagram at IWITWT. Our website is IWITWT.com. Uh, we, let's see, are on all the places that you listen to podcasts. So, you know, if there's a rate and review option there, please leave us a review. Um, we've been away for a little while. So, um, you know, looking to kick things off back again in the new year. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll start doing some actual things that we want people to watch for the new year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, we'll, we'll do movies that like are actually good. <laughs> yeah, this, this just seemed like a great way to end. Uh, this is the only way to end fire of a year, 2020. So. <laughs> the only way to end it. Um, and I have to say, it's so such a delight to be back with both of you at the end of this time i'll just call it a time <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with no other descriptors <laughs> it's been absolutely as, as bad <laughs> as bad as the movie cats was that's how good it is to be talking to the two of you again right yes. <laughs> and that's the only reason i was willing to watch it was for you colin this one's for you <laughs> oh god yeah don't you ever pull that shit again or you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, already, you're already like you know you got like what you've already got i've already let you go on you know being straight being white being a man so um, <laughs> you're, you're skating on real real thin ice here Colin, so. <laughs> all right you can find me individually online i am on twitter at catharticus and colin where are you at i am on twitter i am at colin munch 
Right on, right on. And Tara is still just chilling out, Max, relaxing all cool, not doing any of that shit. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you again so much for listening. Have a uh, happy new year and all of that jazz. Um, Shellicles out.